Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, we are Kim and Penn Holderness. You may remember us from those parodies like Christmas jammies. We do a lot of them. They're two or three minutes long, meant to make you laugh. This is a podcast, a little bit longer, meant to make you laugh and maybe think a little bit. This is the real us, the real marriage, and everything in between. Make sure to subscribe and give us some feedback. You can email us at holdermesspodcast at gmail.com. What? Daddy, left the remote in the fridge again. You down with AD? Biggest squirrel I've ever seen. Ah. Okay, ADD. Oh, yes, I have it. So, how do I recap it? And a slow fade out because this, you know, <laughs> this is a podcast. It's not one of our crazy videos, but hi. Hi. We do a new open every week, and we thought we would just rerun. I mean, why mess with perfection? That is a song Penn did, uh, You Down with ADD. Um, because Penn is definitely down with some ADD. And that is the subject of our podcast today. Um, and how, just, you know, for example, uh, he's lost how many wedding rings, Sonny? I've lost three metal, precious metal wedding rings, that precious. being the ones that you <laughs> purchase and, yes, from a jewelry store. The last one, okay, this is what happened the last one. I put save my marriage, please call. And then I put my phone number on the outside of the ring, like not even trying to be cute on the inside, on the outside. And he fidgets, he, he fidgets with it and then takes it off. I'm, I'm assuming it's not on the nightstand of anybody else, right? It's, I mean... <laughs> You're at, wait, oh, you're asking, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What were you saying? No, I'm joking. She was just asking me if I'm having an affair, for those of you who are wondering. No, he's just, he's simply that, the just like ADD, yeah. that you take it off and just leave it places. We had this funny conversation. I'm totally ADDing out right now and I'm changing the subject. Squirrel. We had this really funny conversation when we were first married. Uh, and Kim and I are the busiest people on the planet. Not, I mean, not, let's not go planet, and but anyway. I had like a weird dream, like an infidelity dream. Everyone has these. They're terrifying. And you wake up feeling horrible about yourself. And I told Kim about the dream. And instead of saying, why would I ever cheat on you? She said, when would I ever cheat on you? <laughs> when? <laughs> I just wouldn't have time. And, it, and that <laughs> calmed me. I'm like, that's true. I don't know how you yeah. would pull that off schedule wise. Cause we're around each other all the time. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> I, I have no time. So I say that back to you. Yes. When would I ever cheat on you? <laughs> when would I ever? 
It's totally impossible. I don't know. You play... we're, we're together all the time. You do a lot of CrossFit. I don't know. No, anyway. So we're ADD. trying to figure out how that's going to work out anyway. Yeah, so our our life is dominated, and I think it, it is a very popular question that we get after we did this video and kind of discussed um, ADD in our life, uh, is how do we deal with it? How do we parent with it? And then for me, like, how do I partner with it? And it's a, it's a thing. For both sides, it is challenging. Uh-huh. It is challenging for people like me who have ADHD to let people finish their thoughts without chirping or jumping in or doing whatever. And it is very difficult for the other person to put up with constant interrupting and weirdness and remote controls and refrigerators. And like, what did I put? I put like a carton of milk. You put a a carton of milk inside like where where the the glasses glasses go. All these, all these things. It's, it's a challenge. And so while I think we're doing well, right? I think we're doing okay. We thought it would be fun to bring in an expert about this and talk not only about us, but about our family. Yeah. And she has some great advice. And I think, um, overwhelmingly I learned, you know, there is a difference between like happy, energetic kid and something that needs to be diagnosed. And I think our son is definitely on the fence. Um, and, and the diagnosis isn't something you just walk in and get medication. It's pretty time consuming. So we're going to talk all about that. There's some really, really great information. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's bring her in. Dr. Kristen Wins is founder of Wins Family Psychology and author of the book, No Wimpy Parenting Handbook. She helps families with everything from custody issues, anxiety, and today we're talking about ADD and ADHD. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. By the way, just some inside uh, baseball here. Dr. Wins and I have met before. Yes. Um, we did a, a television interview and she made a, a point that I think is... <laughs> Interesting that she gets called in every time there is a tragedy involving children in the news. Yes. So unfortunately, last time we met, it was not fun. This is going to be fun. Yay! Yeah, this is what gonna a be, pleasant we're, breath yes. of fresh air. Yes, no, none of that stuff. We're going to talk about my major issues with ADT <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and project toward other people in the world. No. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, and th- I would say the number one email question we get is because Penn is, we've done songs obviously and recordings right. of his ADD um, is how to be a partner to somebody with ADD and then how to parent somebody with ADD. Right. So, um, so just tell us all of that and yeah. how to do that. We're going to hang like, up and listen. You got 45 <laughs> no, minutes. Okay. Let's no, no, go. No, first of all, what, and we put out an Instagram, uh, uh, knowing that you were going to be here if people had any questions. And one question came in is what is ADD necessarily? How do you diagnose it? Sure. Yeah, we can start with that. And, um, I will probably just say ADHD because, um, a lot of people still say ADD, but we call that kind of old school that went out oh, a while back. Out of style. Okay. <laughs> so now it's just three kinds of ADHD. And the one that people used to call ADD is just the inattentive type where you just have trouble concentrating and focusing. Then there's the hyper impulsive type. That's and what then, the H is, is hyperactivity. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then some people have both, which would be the combined type. So it's it's all called ADHD okay. now, though. And how do you diagnose it? Yeah, it's uh, it's preferably a pretty comprehensive process. Sometimes, of course, you hear about a kid being taken to the pediatrician and coming out with a, a diagnosis and a prescription. But as psychologists, we do um, recommend having thorough testing, which would involve 
rating scales and observations and parent interviews and uh, some IQ testing to kind of come at it from a cognitive brain perspective. So typically you'd want something pretty thorough for an evaluation. Um, also to rule out other things that can look like ADHD, like anxiety or giftedness and make sure that what you're really looking at is truly ADHD. I had to stare at a computer screen and click on a mouse every time something came up yes. for about 20 minutes yes. and it was the worst 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> Do they still have that? What is that called? It's called, it's like, it's, I think it's the equivalent of waterboarding. <laughs> it's torture. It's terrible. Probably. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what what are, is that thing? Those are like the computer um, tests that, uh, they are helpful. We don't actually use those because um, the research behind them is not as overwhelming. But yes, those computerized tests where it's really just seeing your ability to, to focus and attend, those can be a part of it. And yep. yes, I can see that being quite uh, torture for someone <laughs> who question. does have ADHD. Now, are you able to, be honest, are you able to talk to somebody for about five seconds and figure out if they have it? Like when we met at the TV station, <laughs> did you walk away like, that guy has a scorcher of ADHD? No, definitely not. Okay. I mean, if it's over the top, yeah. of course I might have some impressions. But like I said, there's a lot of overlap. A, a lot of people who are... Um, kind of intelligent and have a fast mind might look like they have an attention problem, but it could be genius. So it's not necessarily something that's great. Maybe you're just a genius. <laughs> no, honey. no, they ruled that out. They ruled it out. <laughs> We're good. We're good. So at what age? Because Penn was officially diagnosed when he was in college oh, okay. and medicated. But what? It wasn't age? a thing before then. Yeah, was, exactly. This was 1994. Right. So. So what what age would you recommend starting that? Well, yeah, it is interesting because I. We're probably in the same generation, it looks like. Um, so back when we were kids, especially that quieter kind, the inattentive type, definitely kids would fly under the radar and often not get diagnosed until adulthood or never. So um, it is kind of a new era where it's on parents and teachers and doctors' radar. So ideally, you know, once you kind of get out of the terrible twos and toddler years, if you're still seeing a kid struggling kind of even before kindergarten, we think it's a great time to go ahead and test earlier just because if it is ADHD, then you can get a really good plan in place and hopefully ensure the child has a smoother road than maybe you did, Penn, when you were in school just wondering, why is this so hard or having teachers upset with you? But here, here's my, as a mom, I, I would be afraid to take my kids in, my my son especially, because he may be on the radar yeah. of of this, because I don't... I, maybe he's just a genius. Maybe he's just a genius. I'm, um, I don't <laughs> really want to put him on medication. Yeah. Is that the only option? No, definitely. But that's such a common fear. People, parents sometimes hesitate to go forward with testing because A, they're afraid of a label and what that means, and B, they think a diagnosis definitely means medication. But in my practice, we see a necessity for medication at times, but we always tell parents our, our first preference is let's start with a really good um, behavioral interventions at home and at school and parent coaching goes a long way and try all these therapeutic methods first. And then, and only then, if the child is really floundering, then maybe consider some medication to add 
with the other part. I'm glad you said that. I think there's maybe some opportunity to talk about strategies for parents who think their kids might be headed that direction, but don't necessarily even want to take them to a doctor because that's, that's sometimes simple. Maybe they're, you know, they're smart enough to symbolize, wait, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. So do you have coaching methods, practices that we could do, say, for Let's just say we have a kid who's, Allegedly. who's showing tremendous personality <laughs> uh, and I think intelligence, but is kind of a blueprint for what I was as a kid. Yeah, and that's what some parents will will do some therapy first or some parent coaching first and say, well, let's just see how this goes. And then if it still seems to be a struggle, then consider some formal testing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, with, with my book you guys referenced, that is all about some of those tips and strategies that are helpful for any family, but especially if you've got a child who may yeah. show a little twinkle of twinkle. Some, <laughs> some ADHD. <laughs> um, some of those strategies and parent coaching tips can go a long way because there's no manual for parenting, as we know anyway, but especially if you've got a child with ADHD, it's extremely challenging and stressful unless you get some outside help. Right. Let's say the parents have ADHD and don't want to read the book and they just want like, <laughs> just tell us I'm, exactly. I'm looking at myself. We, no. Like you have three things like the teasers and then we'll get them to, we'll get them to buy the book. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. like, this is how sales goes. Like three, maybe quick tips. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm all about the foundation of sleep and diet and exercise and so many parents um, don't really understand how important that is before we do all the high level fancy stuff I went to school for you've got to get the basics in place especially for a child or teen with ADHD so even just the tip with making sure they're getting enough sleep a regular bedtime um, exercising every day and having some of those good healthy foods that have the omega-3 stuff that's good for attention, like salmon and avocados and Whoa. olive oil, all okay. that good stuff. Just the basics is one thing I always start with. That's okay. easy, and right? I'm, and I'm assuming, take well, taking out the junk food. Oh, yeah. That would be good, too. Yeah. <laughs> and too much sweets and all the dyes and all that is, is definitely a helpful first it, step. I understand why sugar would cause an issue with someone who has hyperactivity. Why dyes? Why processed food? Why does that exacerbate attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Yes, it's not for every kid and teen, um, but definitely kind of anecdotally, there are many parents who say that their child is sensitive to the food dyes and additives and that once they remove those, they saw drastic improvements in the ADHD symptoms, even without any other treatment. So it's worth a shot to at least try that and see if it affects your child. I know, I know for our son, it definitely does. Um, last summer I was very, I was just militant. I took out gluten and dairy Ah. and his behavior, it was such a huge shift. Oh, wow. And then last night we were like, let's go get ice cream. It's summer. And we were in in our pajamas. (laughs) Nice. And we don't normally do this. Never. I like your style. We never do this at all. We (laughs) loaded up in the car and we're in, again, in our pajamas. So we went through like a ice cream. We went through the Baskin Robbins drive-thru. Nice. And he and our son got like the blueberry, not blueberry, by the way, smash. (laughs) And it was like. It was just bl- electric blue, not, not natural ice cream color. Oh, wow. Ate it all and then was like a bouncing off the walls like an insane person for hours. I'm like, what did we do? Um, so he is very <laughs> – whereas like our daughter doesn't really affect her. Right. But, but then he was – a maniac and I was like just get to bed just get to bed yes just go to sleep please um yeah so I can confirm that you were irritated 
Oh my gosh. Uh, we were trying to play a board game and he was just kicking me under the table. He was just like, he just couldn't stop moving. You know what I mean? He was just fidgeting anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up um, because this is a mom talking about her son who right. she loves impossibly more than anything you can imagine. But there are some challenges when you fit the opposite personality type to your son or oh, to sure. your child. Sure. Well, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, it sounds like that moment would be challenging anyway, even right. if you were wired the same way. But, um, you know, for your three little nuggets of, of tips you want, I would say um, that just a, a standard um, that I always give is just having some kind of structure and it's hard in the summer because you guys gave that example of loading everybody up in their PJs, yeah, <laughs> which is probably off the grid from your normal routine. But typically as much as you can to have structure with kids who have ADHD with a semblance of a routine with when they eat their meals and have bedtime and when they do homework during the school year, that's really, really helpful too for the kid, but also for you guys as parents to kind of have that backbone to to fall back on when things might be stressful and crazy and you're losing your mind. Okay. And then is that you had a third tip? Was there something else? Okay. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's thinking she has a thousand tips. I know. Too. Right. She's thinking yeah. But right. Yeah. We yeah. just want to tease them yeah. so it's yes. enough that then they get excited to get the book, the book. and come yeah. in and see yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So another tip I would say is just with discipline, and that's kind of getting at the whole no wimpy parenting things. A lot of parents struggle with consistent discipline, and it's a little bit all over the place with. When you have a consequence, when you don't, when you let something slide, and when you give a consequence. So that's the other thing I do a lot of work on with parents is just coming up with a consistent discipline system, usually involving earning um, privileges because I find a lot of parents just give them away for free just because the kids breathing and taking up space on the planet they get <laughs> or, to leave, or, to and get to, yeah, or to get them to calm down yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i'm a big proponent of having a system where kids have to earn all those delightful things like screens and sweets and social time and all that good stuff is there a like red zone age that's most frequent when you hear problems from kids like a certain age boy that's like the hot spot for diagnosing this or for the problems presenting themselves? Good question. Uh, I mean, third grade, that age, oh I find, is when... Class starts in two weeks. I, oh, golly. You guys okay. have brought me here for a private conversation, and I'm just realizing it's exactly it. what it is. And it's free, <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. But seriously, third grade, <laughs> so many things change then with the demands and expectations for kids and standardized testing. So I find that's a, a little bit of a spike where all mm -hmm. of a sudden parents are like, oh, the te teachers aren't as sweet and patient anymore. And there's all this uh, demand and expectations and the kids now stressed and not wanting to go to school and parents are stressed trying to get them to do homework all of a sudden. So that is honestly a a peak time. And I would also say just the milestones before middle school and before high school, we also kind of see an influx then where parents are realizing, whew, the next level's coming. And do we need to get some things in place to make sure there's going to be success for the child or teen? Okay. Let's head to some Instagram questions from okay. JK Twinks. I'm totally saying this wrong. Um, Instagram <laughs> handles are always the best. I know. ADHD. <laughs> and 75. How is ADHD different in girls? Oh, or that's is a it? great one. Yeah. 
definitely can be different and that's that's part of what I was talking about with generationally um, back in the day kids flying under the radar but girls can really slide under the radar especially if they're bright and well behaved they can really kind of go unnoticed because the poor teachers focused on the kid under the, the table eating crayons and and kind of ignoring the girl just quietly staring out of the window so definitely teachers and parents need to have a level of awareness to look for those subtle signs where maybe the kid doesn't remember anything from the lesson and is struggling with doing homework that night, or maybe she can't get through homework without a parent sitting right there with her, prompting her and prodding her. So it's a, it can be a a subtle kind of thing with girls. Um, So if a parent has concerns, I would just suggest they um, pull in the teacher or other adults involved and just ask for some extra attention to be, placed on observing their child and seeing if something comes of that. But can I also throw in though, as an adult, and I, I, I was never diagnosed and I'm, I don't think this, I have this problem, but I just, I have 27 tabs open on my computer. Yes, I have 14. Yes. I, I don't feel like I have any longer. I don't have a, a t- an attention span. Is that ADD or is that just me needing to change my habits? I'm glad you asked that because we joke at work. um, Several of the psychologists that work with me, we all joke that we're all undiagnosed ADHD because there's definitely this overlap with women, especially I find where we have a zillion things on our mind and we are checking Facebook while we're in our email, while we're stirring a pot of noodles and yeah. like wearing our exercise clothes because we're getting ready to do a plank and it's all happening yeah, <laughs> all at once. So I would say th- there is something with being just a busy woman who's multitasking that is different from ADHD. It's more when it comes to impairment. Like, are you really struggling to get your work done or handle things for the family? That's really where it's that line between kind of just fun, silly, uh, being bo- just being overwhelmed yeah, and busy. Yeah. yeah. Really, and an actual problem. I think the best way to figure this out would be a questionnaire saying, does your husband have ADHD? Yes. Um, are your children still alive? Yes. <laughs> you must not have ADHD because if she had ADHD, our kids would both be dead by now. They would, Stop they would it. have disappeared off the face of the earth. We'd not, we would, we'd have lost them. So we'd that's a good questionnaire. We can develop yeah, that. Just go with that. Just a little flow go chart. Ahead and trademark no, no, we that. couldn't both be like this. Oh my God. I, I know. I, possible. Yeah. You're sounds like kind of the adult yeah. busy mom Just that many of overwhelmed, us have. Yeah. By the way, can you introduce our producer, Max? We haven't done this yet, and Max has a question. Hi, Max. Hey, hi, okay. everyone. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, well, but but there might be listeners out there who are parents who both do have ADHD or ADD and, and then have kids. So wh- wh- have you ever encountered that kind of situation, and how would somebody work their way through that? Yeah, that's a challenge. I mean – ADHD, like a a lot of issues, definitely has that hereditary component where it's not shocking that if a child has it, one or both parents can have it. So um, I wouldn't say that's the most common thing to have two parents, but it can happen. And if that's the case, (laughs) I think those parents um, need to first just have their own tools and strategies in place. And fortunately, we live in an era where there's amazing technology to help parents. There's apps and things you can put on your computer to manage your time and stay focused. So so that's helpful that parents can kind of try to get their act together and then <laughs> unite to help the, the child. Well, I was going to uh, 
say it earlier, but when Penn asked what, uh, how a mom who seemingly doesn't have ADHD deals with a child that has one, and how do they, how does their relationship work? Well, she did marry uh, uh, the older version of said yes. child, right? So she obviously <laughs> that, that adores him, right, and gets along well. So maybe that kind of opposites attract situation really works, and even in parenting. Yeah, this and there was a question actually that came in is: Are do you find that most people with ADHD are extroverts? I think there's there's something to that. If it has usually if it has that hyperactive impulsive component, I find that more. If it's either the combined type or just that hyperactive impulsive, I definitely find that kind of personality the really compelling Jazz extroverted. Hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walks okay. into a room waiting up for applause. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How often, when counseling and diagnosing, do you hear talk of video games? Oh, gosh. I mean, that's such a, a common thread for lots of the issues I'm helping families with, not just ADHD, but with behavior problems or respect issues or discipline mm. um, or even autism. I mean, there's there's a, a common thread where I think in this age, um, many of us parents are, are wrestling with that and trying to figure out how it's going to have a place in our homes. We know that, but how to not let it take over. Um, and also how to keep an eye on our kids to make sure it's mm-hmm. not too much or affecting them in some negative way. What, what, what's the autism? You just brought brought that up. What's that? Well, with, I mean, with, with, with autism. With, with video game, too. Yeah. I mean, with autism, you're typically hyper-focused on one area of interest. So, like, back in the day, it would be Legos or Pokemon or, Pokemon or whatever. But these days, video games can be that um, sort, sort of hyper-focus where... Uh-huh. Minecraft or whatever, they can just be obsessed and that's all they want to do and talk about and research. So that would just be an example where even with autism, you can see it rear its ugly head. And I I was asking not to bang on video games, but I had, I I realized in college that I had an addiction, like I would be playing and then uh, I would look at the clock and it would be seven o'clock in the morning and time to go to school. And so I basically eradicated video game consoles from my house from the time that we started probably dating maybe a little bit before um until someone sent us an xbox like two years ago but we haven't bought a lot of games uh, and uh i'm i'm worried about that we are we haven't really given our kids a lot of exposure to mm-hmm. it but the games are so interactive and involved and yes uh, so that's why i was asking yeah well it, it's such a common issue i actually have kind of an annual at least an annual workshop i do for parents um and i love the name and you can't steal it because i've already got I it won't. it's tweens teens and screens mm. so i do a workshop i have one coming up in september where okay. it's just trying to arm parents with tips and tools to figure out how again it's it's unrealistic for most of us not to have any devices any video games any screens so the challenge is to figure out what pitfalls to be aware of and then how to have kind of a system in place where um it can it not take over but kids can still have access and have some fun with it okay so like earning screen time is that is that something you're down with yes absolutely yeah. And having, you know, your differences for weekends and school days and, and all that. But um, we have what I call an electronics gauntlet in my house where there's like five things our kids have to do every day before they get to screen time. Oh, what, what's in your gauntlet? <laughs> so let's see. They have to move their body. So do some kind of exercise. Use their mind. So do, you know, during the school year, it can be homework or whatever. But in the summer, read or do something. Um, chores. Mm-hmm. 
what else? What else? Oh, uh, devotionals. Just yeah. do something kind of spiritual. And that might be it. So yeah. once they get through the, the gauntlet, then they can have an hour during the summer or 30 minutes during the school day. So I busted my 12-year-old this morning chilling, already having videos on her screen. And I was like, wow, it's 745 and you've already done your electronics gauntlet? And she was like, oh, er, oh, er. Uh, busted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good piece of advice. Yes. Uh, um, I had a friend. Especially the, the spiritual part. Of the yeah. Med- like yeah. Meditation. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got a question on Instagram um, from Aaron Half Dozen Hustle. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what Aaron. about low energy and no motivation? Are those components? Low energy, no motivation. Well, sure. I mean, if you have the inattentive type um, and you're distracted, a lot of times you're kind of stalled. You just can't figure out what to do next. So then you're just feeling like you don't want to do anything. So I can see how that if you have more the the inattentive side that you might be just struggling with knowing how to start and where to start so you might just be stuck and real quick medication pen was on medication in college decided it wasn't for him but we know that it helps so many people so we're not bashing medication at all sure but what, so what are the but we got a question is decrease in appetite a normal side effect Oh, of medication? Yeah. Yeah, definitely the stimulants. And that's what a lot of parents hate that because then the kid needs to grow and then they're not eating. Yep. Okay. Did you have that? I'm already skinny. The the <laughs> one year that I was on medication, I was a rail. Oh, uh, gosh. And it was it was a medication I don't think they use anymore. Uh, and it sounded like a diet pill. It was uh, called Dexedrin. So it sounded uh, like Dexatrim, which <laughs> yeah. was the other. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was a rail. I never – I was never hungry. Um and just to segue, I took myself off of the medication when I found a job that was conducive to me having ADD. I had a, I was in news, so I was a news reporter, and yes. my job was to find one interesting minute to present to people about a day's full of activities that oh, had wow. to be incredibly well paced. <laughs> and if I got bored, the viewer got bored. Yes. And then that's kind of translated into what we do now. Ah, so yeah. there, there is a, so we in our house, I mean, I think it's a disservice personally to call it a disorder because there are so many good things that come from somebody with ADHD. And we had, and like, I want to play the second part of this. We did an ADD song. You heard it at the beginning. Yeah. I, I want, and I'd love to get your opinion on this because I do believe that it is a superpower in some sense if you can find the right way to use it. Yes. There are so many things we do magnificently. Generally, those with ADD are good public speakers. We're energetic, optimistic, and we're multitaskers. We're passionate and visionary and spontaneous. We're also fun to be around, so come be friends with us. And yes, sometimes we are forgetful and we're total slobs. But when we grow up, we are going to work hard at our jobs. Annoying, isn't it? You talking, I'm not listening. But we are really dreamers and we just want to envision it. We also love you and we couldn't live without you guys. So thank you for your patience and know that we really try to take your feelings and your dealings into full account. But also, oh my gosh, my fantasy team's three yards away from winning the game. Come on, 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 come on. Yeah, that last part's particularly accurate in our house. So there are good things that come from ADHD, correct? Oh, completely agree. I mean, and it is a shame that just because of the way society is created that we have to have these names and call it disorder for insurance and whatever. Um, so that's a shame um, because it does sometimes cover up that 
with a lot of issues, actually, there can be gifts behind whatever is called a disorder. That's for sure. And and I think your story, Penn, is one of those success stories where that's the goal is if you have this diagnosis, you figure out how to shape your life and your career and your family to maximize your gifts and to be able to have strategies to compensate for the the harder parts. And most importantly, surround yourself with people who will forgive you repeatedly. Oh my gosh, this morning (laughs) he was making coffee and you have to put the coffee cup underneath the... No way. Underneath to catch the coffee. I've heard of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I would say about once a week I hear, oh, God, God, oh, my God, and he's running and fumbling trying to, because he started the coffee and then walked away, got distracted, and then the coffee's poured all over the counter. Oh, my God. About once a week. And so that was today. And I was just. <laughs> you know, this always happens. It, it really does. It happens on weeks where I've got a lot to do. And my wife is going to Italy for a week. Oh. <gasps> And uh, I'm going to be. It's a long story. Yeah, so we're we're having to put like nine thousand pieces of content out right now. Oh so my gosh! I am a, a crazy person right now. <laughs> that happened. Um, I was fidgeting with my wedding ring a few minutes ago. It's underneath <gasps> Max's desk. Oh I don't know if we're going to find it. Now. I don't know if it's, we're going to find it. It's by the way, it's a silicone ring because it's my fifth one. Because he's oh taking. Oh Yeah. Well, I actually had engraved on the. I we spent a lot of money on a wedding band. That said, the third one, finally, I engraved on the outside of it, save my marriage, call, and then I put my phone number. Right. Oh, my God. Because he's so fidgety, he just takes it off. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or maybe he's dating somebody else and he takes Mm -hmm. it off. So here's the other thing. I got a tattoo of her name on my finger, so that's... that's, uh, I know. I'm kidding. There's always going to be some evidence of marriage. That is so sweet. I'm not so... It's really blurry now. It says, like, her instead of It looks like a flower from here. Yeah. But someone's going to ask, and I'll say that's... Yeah, take it to the sunflower, and you get it done in the night. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm all tatted up. Yeah, and that, and I don't think just your ADHD would not be able to um, handle another relationship. Oh, that's true. Like you wouldn't yeah. be able to. What mul- another positive and spin? See, you wouldn't yes. be able to have an affair. You mean yes. I would screw it up? Yes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to balance two different families. He'd be calling you the wrong name. Yeah, Wait, two the different first, families? The first you have like a whole secret family I mean, living somewhere. <laughs> anyway, okay. We but, just ADD'd out on what were we talking about? <laughs> what were we talking totally about? Totally forgot. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think that Penn is such a gifted editor and a gifted writer because he knows I edited something the other day and it was probably six minutes long and he went in and he, 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 I saw him dozing out after 30 seconds and he went in and after about an hour had chopped off four minutes of it. Oh, wow. And then made it this video that like got a couple million views and like, it, because he, he knows how to make it better. So nice. it's, it's a, it's a gift for sure. Nice. Thank you. And again, thank you for putting up with me. Uh, do, you ha- this- do you have advice on like partnering with somebody with ADHD? Yeah. I mean, you guys are showing this delightful, adorable side, but it can be very right. challenging yes, and it can cause, I actually have a parent coaching clients I've worked with um, where interestingly, the mom had ADHD and it was extremely stressful for their marriage. Um, and we kind of did an overlap of parent work and marital work. So it can be really, really stressful and it's good. I think humor is amazing mm-hmm. as a protective factor. And I use that in my work with families. And it seems like you guys have that in your family to protect against some of the stress, but, you know, just communicating and 
being open about it and appreciative uh, about you guys accepting each other's weaknesses, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, because I have my own brand of crazy that yeah, I bring course. to the table. But it's so. fine. Yeah, like no one's normal. That's right. Yeah. Nobody's, and what is normal? Normal. Nobody knows anymore. No, it's not a thing. Normal's boring. Um, I now have to, and I've gotten better at this, and I know you're going to disagree with me. I've gotten better at not interrupting my wife because I have to, in my head, I have to be saying, don't interrupt her, don't interrupt her, let her finish, don't interrupt her, don't interrupt her, don't interrupt her. Okay, so yeah, he's I, really I listening. Idea. But so you're not paying attention. Don't interrupt her. He's right. Right, no, I'm not listening to anything she's saying. My right. head's just saying, just get through this sentence, don't interrupt her, because I know you got something that's going to be amazing, whatever you say, just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. He's shut such up, a great listener. And, right? then, and, then it, and then I say it. So that's and, how, and it has nothing to do. I'm like, honey, I was asking about where we should go to dinner, and you just talked about the dog. Oh like God, he's... it's possible. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you just interrupted my point. By the way, where was I? Where am I? No. So that's how I manage it. It's yeah. not great. Our children are starting to display, especially our one that we're curious about. Yes. Who's in the hot zone? Yes. <laughs> how do we not? How do we keep our kids from interrupting us all the time? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Without giving them drugs? Shock collar. Is, there, is there a thing that we can do? Please give us the solution. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's a personal pet peeve of mine. I mm. can't stand yeah. that. Because yeah. I'm all about, if you read my book, there's a lot of power suckers, as I call them, that kids do to kind of suck our, our power away mm. from us as parents. And interrupting is one of those where it might seem kind of subtle but if it happens it's sort of the child thinking that what they have to say is more important than yours so that's a a pet peeve of mine for sure I mean all you can do is try to correct it you know in the moment say hold on wait I wasn't done yet let me finish and then you can go and then if it keeps going on then just give a warning okay if you keep interrupting then we're gonna have to stop the conversation you're gonna have to leave yeah go to time out or do chores or whatever you're your consequence brand. of choices. Okay, now we're working on not interrupting Penn. Next step is actually listening. There you go. So we've done step one. Mm-hmm. Life goals. Life goals. Now you're going to listen. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Yes. Okay. Now what did she just say? <laughs> she wants me to listen more. Yes. I try. I do. I, I think one of the reasons we're still together is I do try. You do. The level at which I try varies. You do. You depending do. on self-interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. That is all I have at this, at this moment. It goes a long way. No. Yeah. He, he. You do, and you're very self-aware, which I think is very important too. As am I about my many issues. So yeah. I think that helps. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. We all say of- that's the first step. Yeah. That awareness. As, and then yeah. admitting it. And then yeah, I feel there should be a twelve-step program i'm a big yeah. fan of the 12 steps anyway let's go. well this has been really helpful i want to thank you so much for coming i want to ask you before you leave is there any other message that you would like to get across to our listeners which are largely going to be parents yeah uh and i'll bet a good chunk of them have been thinking about this at some point in their lives yeah i mean we covered a lot of ground with the adhd issues i would just say some of those issues we've talked about are just normal kid issues too with kids listening and doing what they're supposed to do the first time we ask and all that good stuff. So that's where, um, you know, seeing somebody for some parent coaching and just getting some tools. And if, if you're in my area, you can see me face to face or we do it on video around the country. Or, um, I kind of joke with my clients, but my book does have like 
three or four sessions worth of solid parent coaching in it. So if parents are feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and they don't even know where to start, but their home is just not the way they want it to be, I really encourage them to reach out for help with somebody where they live or to get my book or both. But just know that there are tools out there where they don't have to feel like they're the only ones feeling like this and going to bed at night feeling like their family life could be better. We're going to put your website and the link to your book in our show notes. So if people want to learn more, they can find it there. Thank you so much. Thanks so much much for the free session. Yes. (laughs) Can't wait for third grade. (laughs) Thank you. Good luck. It's going to be awesome. You down with ADD? You down with ADD? No wimping parenting handbook. No wimping parenting? Wimpy. No wimpy. No wimpy. There it is again. No wimpy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.